thunder, pouring rain. I'm coming in like a hurricane. My lightning's flashing across the sky. You're only young, but you're gonna die. I won't take no prisoners, won't spare no lives. Nobody's putting up a fight. I got my bell, I'm gonna take you to hell. I'm gonna get you, Satan get you. Hell's bells, mmm, hell's bells. Okay, starting recording one more time. Sorry. Uh, so once again, because this is the first episode we're recording in June, Happy Pride Month! Yay! Happy Pride! I don't know if our listeners know this, but uh, uh, Kay's rabbits invented gay pride. It's true. It's true. You, <laughs> you should can, check you the can ask uh, them. Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you yeah, don't there's... take my word for it, check the Discord. Hashtag evidence on the internet. Animals. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I am I am becoming aware after I say this that uh this this episode is not going to be up until like September. But whatever, that's fine. <laughs> While we're recording it, it's Pride Month. It's Happy Pride Month for us. It's Happy Pride yeah, Month. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I would like to start this session uh, with Qatar. <laughs> Qatar. You have managed uh, to secure audience with the leader of your druidic circle, Archdruid Halia. Uh, it didn't take a lot to set things up the moment uh, word got to her um, what you wanted to talk about. Uh, things went along quite expeditiously. The Archdruid lives in a very large, resplendent stone building uh, that serves as the primary place of worship and gathering in the middle of the village. Uh, you come in through this grand archway of the entrance uh, to lines of slatted sunlight across flagstone, and not far inside, you see the entirety of the council seated around a small wading pool um, around which the temple was built. Uh, the archdruid, a severe-looking woman with dark skin and darker hair, speaks first. You'll forgive me for skipping the formalities, Qatar. Based on the message you sent, it would not do to stand on ceremony. What news have you? He's a little surprised to see, like, the entire council there, but, like, oh, yes, of course. I would not have called if it were not urgent. I journeyed to the Anarin family and was met with ash and death. I am certain that they were murdered. Uh, a whisper breaks out um, around the council. The the figures on both sides of the archdruid lean in to whisper to her sort of frantically, but she raises her hand and uh, stills them and she says, You're absolutely sure, Qatar, these are very serious crimes that you are levying. The culprits brought fire into the sacred glade. 
one of the counselors stands up in shock uh, and starts saying, like, it is forbidden to bring... Who would dare? Why would... Uh, and the archdruid once again sort of, like, grabs the counselor and, like, sits them back down forcefully, like, you will sit down in my presence. She says, did you secure her crown? I did. It was amidst despair that I found it, but... And he, like, pulls it out of his, I don't know, cloak or something and presents it to her, like, I did find it. That gets another reaction. Like, um, obvi- like it can't be false now because... Like, she would not just give her crown to whoever wanders in. Like, um, they spend a while deliberating, muttering amongst themselves. Um, and eventually, uh, after listening to a whole bunch of opinions in silence, uh, the archdruid says, All right, well, we need to see this for ourselves, obviously. And she looks up at Qatar and she says, We'll go together. Selwyn, you wanted, you probably mentioned at some point, although you, uh, probably to uh, the hot mess that is Ember at the moment. (laughs) Sweatpants, sweatpants Ember. (laughs) Oh my god, that's right, with the, uh, sun on the the booty. He has sad, you know that, like, have you seen Shining Tatum when he has that sad kind of emo hair where his, like, bangs are in front of his face? That's that's Ember. Hot mess Ember. (laughs) Yep. Um, you probably at some point said to Ember that you wanted to send a letter to your family, correct? Yes. Do you want to um, read it to our audience at home? Okay, so the letter reads, Dear Vernon, don't tell the other sibs for at least a week, and with Lyra, maybe give it a month, and don't let Mom open the enclosed letter unless you haven't heard from me in a while longer. Six months, a year, I don't know how long is long enough. Use your judgment. You're always the brightest of us. But there's some serious end-of-the-world magic going on, and I'm caught up in the middle of it. I just got back from the Shadowfell. It's a long story, and definitely don't tell Mom or Dad about that unless you have no other choice. Soon we're going into the Feywild, and gods only know what we'll encounter there. We're trying to find some ultra-powerful artifacts and racing a possibly insane goddess to get to them. We have some powerful allies on our side, but nothing is ever certain except taxes. Again, don't tell our parents. Or the sibs. What do you know about Modify Memory? Do you know anyone who could dispel its highest iteration? One of our companions is under the most powerful memory charm we've ever seen, and any help would be appreciated. We're trying to meet up with someone who should be able to help, but our enemies seem to be able to anticipate our moves, and I'm grasping at contingencies. Signed, Selwyn. P.S. Kiss my nieces and your wife for me. I love all of you. Even that smug bitch, Lyra. Tell Karen I'll teach him Fireball when I'm home. Again. Kidding. He wouldn't be able to light a match with it, but kidding. Hopefully I'll be home soon. There's so much more to tell you, but it isn't safe. I've probably said too much as it is. You're weirdo. Alright, uh, so that is the letter, um... You probably, I would imagine, seeing Ember as a hot mess, you would probably be inclined to seal it before sending it off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably like a couple layers since he's admitted to reading letters. I might give Only it to his husband's out. mail, by the way. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally different. We're married; we can read each other's mail. <laughs> it's yes, not but it was mailed to us. <laughs> in, all, in all fairness, you think Esther doesn't open all of my fucking mail? Probably. I mean, that is absolutely yeah. true, yeah. Yeah. I should completely does that. A hundred percent. How do you think he gets his gossip? 
Um, is there any, are there any parting words that you guys want to say to one another before you head off for Waterdeep? Uh, by which I mean to people in the original failures, uh, the original failer fan. I think Ember, as, as he sees you all go off, he turns to you and he goes, look, when you find Escher, tell him to come home. This has been really rough and we could use the moral support. It's been a long time. We yeah, will. he he has been gone for probably a little over two weeks now. Um, which, you know, he's been gone for longer stretches of time, as have you, Ember. But mm-hmm. this this particular time is kinda hard. It's been it's right. been a little difficult for y'all. Yeah, just tell him just tell him tell him Vasha's not doing well. If you could just tell him that. The Vasha's not doing well at all. And we just <laughs> need him here. That for Vasha Vanu. absolutely lie to him. Vasha's absolutely. not doing well. Yeah, Vasha Vasha's standing <laughs> in the background with like one eyebrow like hidden in his hair, it's so high. <laughs> Like, I see. So we're lying today is what we're doing. Uh, so something that you guys may have forgotten about. You guys have been keeping your horses in the Tremaine stable. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Remember you bought horses. In the, I did not remember those horses, but thanks. I did remember our horses. <laughs> we're Stormy. That's what I care about. Uh, you've, Stormy has been waiting outside. He, or either, he has either been waiting outside with you or has been trying desperately to get inside to no success because the door is only like seven feet tall. Right, exactly. <laughs> it has right, been one of those two iterations and nothing <laughs> in between. Uh, but yes, you can get your horses. Um, Stormy does not like them at first. And it, takes, like, it takes a long time for you to calm him down enough to convince, convince him not to eat them or try <laughs> oh, to eat God. them. Oh, yes, please, please, please don't. Horses. Uh, so the road to Waterdeep wouldn't have been very long in any case, but it is made a lot more bearable now that you've got the horses. Uh, is there anything that y'all are talking about on the way? It's only like, you know, like two or three days on the road. Nyla looks uh, is very guilty about like I think after seeing the aftermath of uh, all this morning kind of shit, so she goes over to Selwyn and uh, she's like right next to her and she's like, I think we should maybe consider that plan we were talking about. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I'm nervous now. I mean, what? what if we what if we do need it and then I can't cast it again? I mean, that would definitely be bad. But also, did you see their faces? They looked so sad. I know. And normally that thing doesn't bother me, but I just I don't know. Salvador, who has a, person. <laughs> Salvador, who has supersonic hearing and is able to pick up <laughs> kindness from fifty miles when the wind is fair. <laughs> Uh, suddenly, at your side, it says, Nyla, I just want you to know I am so proud of all the progress you've made. Oh, God. Oh, God. Nyla, like, takes off at a gallop. <laughs> Come back! <laughs> <laughs> Cannot deal with emotions right now, forever. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, like, in, in theory, Selwyn is, like, completely with you, but, you know... Qatar and Ariazes and the others like talked her into waiting at least just because that is a really big if you know not being able to potentially cast it ever again it's not great now I was gonna like ask the group uh so y'all have, has anybody ever been to Waterdeep no I've actually I've never been I've made up a lot of stories about being from Waterdeep so I can tell you about that but <laughs> <laughs> no I've never so been to Waterdeep I'm not surprised <laughs> Tell us the stories about you being from Waterdeep. I want to hear these lies. No, I do not think so. (laughs) Oh, why not? (laughs) Okay, I might have said that I have a nephew who's a Duke. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You told us that you you were visiting. That's that's where you were. (laughs) I I might have actually said that I'm from Waterdeep 
And I would I cannot stress this enough. I know next to nothing about it. Uh, but I think the interesting thing really is that also nobody in Baldur's Gate does either, because they all believe me. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Almost everybody believes you. <laughs> the important people believe me. So we don't know we don't know anything at all about it. Uh, you did pass br- briefly through Waterdeep on your way to Neverwinter. Uh, okay. once but it, it it was literally just like you stayed in an inn for a night and that was about all you saw of it uh from what you saw of Waterdeep, it's a very nice city i believe uh the head the canon now because i already mentioned it was that Baldur's gate is like new york city and Waterdeep is like chicago <sighs> uh like comparable in size but like nicer in most dimensions so we know we know a little bit but like not a lot about not like lot, the yeah. rulers or not a whole lot there. it's a little yeah. it's a little richer uh you know just because Waterdeep is a very famous city that uh, it is ruled by a group called the Lords of Waterdeep, uh, whose identities are kept very, very secret. The letter that Escher left you specified that he was going to be staying in an inn called the Silent Shield. You've never been. You've only been to like one inn in the city, and it was like the first one that you saw. Uh, but walking through the city of Waterdeep, yeah, it's a pretty nice city. Uh, it's it's clean. It's very populous, perhaps not as populous as Baldur's Gate, but definitely a city, like a capital C city. The Silent Shield, you have to ask around, and it, it you actually have to ask around more than you thought you might have to, because apparently uh, the Silent Shield has a reputation for being very discreet. It oh. is, it's their main <laughs> selling point. Like, uh, they don't, they don't advertise, they only take, um, like, the, their, their selling point is that they don't, they don't talk about who's renting their rooms or mm-hmm. uh, what it is they're necessarily storing for anyone or anything like that. Uh, but the Silent Shield, you do eventually find it. It's in the upper city, in the richer part of town. Uh, it's sort of tucked between two um, anonymous buildings. It has a little stable attached on one side uh, that uh, the, the stable hand uh, just takes your horses. He doesn't even ask your names. Uh, he just hands you all tags and says, these are the tags that you give when you come to pick them up later. Uh, he just wordlessly uh, takes them into the stables. And then you are standing outside this little two-story uh, inn with no sign. Uh, is this the right place? Are we sure? I mean, one way to find out. And I go toward the door. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, Selwyn, you enter. It does indeed look like an inn, although it is not like every inn you've been in so far has had, you know, like a nice blazing bright hearth and the smell of cooking food coming through uh, one wall. Uh, this one does not have any of that. This one has a front desk with a very severe looking human woman um, <laughs> managing the books uh, and a single staircase leading upstairs. Uh, as you come in, she says, welcome to the Silent Shield. Did you make a reservation? Um, no, we, we, we didn't. Um, we were hoping to meet with someone. Behind you, uh, the door opens again, and someone wheels in a gurney behind you with a covered body. Um, hopefully not them. Ariasi's like jumps out of the way, like, "Oh, they pardon me." The people um, wheeling the gurney f- do not ask you to make any apology. They just wordlessly wheel it past you, and then when they get to the stairs, they carry it uh, up the stairs with handles on either end of the the gurney, and just. Is there? Can we make like a check? Can we like? Do we notice anything? Does it smell like anything, or is it just like? You can make a perception check if you like. Sure. <laughs> That's a crit fail. Nat one. Wah, wah. Um... We're not doing great. No. <laughs> uh, so, Ariazis, uh, you do not notice. The, the one thing that you notice about it is that it is packed in ice. It, the sheet is drawn over it, but you can still see there are, you know, um, there's lines of uh, dry ice, or maybe it's like ice magic uh, surrounding it to keep it cool. 
Um, with a five and a three, uh, you guys are absolutely convinced it's probably Escher somehow. Like, he's already dead. <laughs> and you're going to have to deal with Ember. Somehow it's going to be pinned on you. Nyla turns, like, sheet white. And it's like, oh god, oh god, this is not gonna end well. Oh god, we gotta figure- oh, oh man. She, like, turns okay, back Okay, the... everybody, no panicking. I highly doubt this is how Escher would want to die. Like, if he was gonna die, it'd be something really stylish. That's what I, I feel like. I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't give you a choice. True. I'm 100% sure they do not ask you before they kill you about how stylishly you want to be dead. Well... That is also true, but packed in ice? Come on, really? <laughs> Like, they were having this conversation in front of this poor deaf woman. Yeah, the woman <laughs> is just sort of like, watching this impassively. Nyla turns back to her and she goes, uh, No, ma'am, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Uh, we, we don't actually have a reservation. We were in, we were told to come here by a friend of ours, uh, a Mr. Escher Tremaine. She uh, flips through the books and she says, I have no one under the name Escher Tremaine. Lintz. At the Escher Lintz. Yeah, the... Can, can you check his other name? Uh, she flips uh, a different page and she looks up at you and she says he left a security word do you have it with you? yes probably, probably. Um, dun, 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 do we have a letter? as you all are struggling uh, <laughs> as you all are just visibly struggling in front of this woman uh, you feel a hand on your shoulder Selwyn I turn. It's Escher. Uh, he is, oh, thank God! <laughs> uh, he is not uh, dressed in his usual station. In fact, he's actually dressed in plain clothes. Uh, in the sort of, I'm trying to blend into my environment. Mm. Uh, Does it work? Does it work? I mean, he is he is pretty pretty handsome. So, like anywhere he goes, <laughs> he kind of stands just, out. Really uh, fucking hot. It's just such such a tragedy. He's he's pretty hot and he stands out a lot. But uh, he definitely looks less like the husband of a nobleman. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Hey, man, you managed to find the place, huh?" Uh, and he nods to the innkeeper and then just sort of steers you out, uh, going up the <laughs> stairs. What if you hadn't been here? There was a code word? You didn't leave a code word. Did you give us a code word in the letter? I don't remember that. No, I didn't give you a code word. That's the thing they use to ferret out uh, people who shouldn't be here. I see. They would have have kicked you out if you'd given them any word at all. Oh, Oh. good. I think we were all like, ugh. Damn, I was was really next about about to make a guess. Oh my god, Nyla, you almost killed us. Uh, he heads up the flight of stairs and into this very anonymous looking hallway. There's like maybe five doors on either side and every single one of them looks exactly the same. They're not numbered. Uh, but he pulls out a large brass key and he opens the third one on the left uh, and lets you all inside. The room is fine. Uh, it doesn't have a window, but it has a nice uh, fireplace inside. Uh, like everything has a theme. Like it's all like a raw um, olive wood. Uh, except in, there's this one piece that's a little bit off, this huge gorgeous armoire made from what looks like mahogany and where everything else is just sort of raw wood this thing has been finished it's been carved elaborately uh it is a beautiful piece and he closes the door behind and he says well make yourselves at home there's not a whole lot of room but you know i don't think we're going to be staying long yep so ariazis does that sits down yeah. forever and at least set my bag down uh after he uh, locks the door behind you uh he turns around and he says y'all it has been fucking nuts like i know you haven't felt like you've been gone for that long but it's actually been like about a year since i last saw you and i have heard i have fallen pretty deep down this rabbit hole yeah 
I mean, we, a lot of shit's gone down with us, but yeah, it did only feel like what... Well, it felt like... It felt like forever in the Shadowfell. It felt like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, but... that's that's the Shadowfell, yeah. <laughs> he says, I've been in contact with a bunch of people that I know from around Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep. You know, I have eyes everywhere. Uh, and he says, and I have learned some <laughs> some weird stuff. Uh, and he goes to the nightstand. Uh, he opens the drawer and pulls out like a small little notebook uh, with a with a piece of charcoal serving as the bookmark. And he flips it open. And he says, honestly, I don't even fucking know where to begin. Like, everything about this little quest that you've set me on has been buck wild. Oh boy. I mean, consider I was like very, Natalie's born very excited because none of this has anything to do with her. So she's like, <laughs> I, I want to know. You have to tell me. Tell us everything. He's, uh, he flips open his book. He's like leafing through it. He's like, okay, well, I guess let's start with this. Uh, Salvador, you, when, I, when we first spoke, you mentioned that you've spent your whole life so far as you're aware in Baldur's Gate. He says, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose it's possible now that <laughs> I, I, I haven't actually. He says, yeah, you haven't actually. Uh, according to the math that I've been able to put together, you've only been living in Baldur's Gate for about a year and a half. What? 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 Well, you know yeah. what? I thought I hadn't heard his name. Hmm. And she says, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've looked into it and you have visited Baldur's Gate in the past. Uh, you've been here on official like, I guess they're state visits, technically, to your father. Uh, but you've never stayed for more than about, like, a week at a time. You've always left afterwards. You have not permanently lived in Baldur's Gate until about a year and a half ago. And Salvador, Wait. he doesn't seem to know how to process that. Where? Where where was he living otherwise? I don't know. I haven't been able to find it. They've kept it really hush-hush. I think Salvador might be a bastard. Oh. Who, I mean... Wait, question. Who else saw the... Uh... Hmm. The thing in the mirror in the castle was it just me? And Salvador? it was it was just you and Salvador, yeah. Although yeah. you sort of mentioned it, kind of. Yeah, so I guess that she would bring it up, like, well, there was that thing with the forest and the burning and in, in, in the mirror. Whoa. Salvador is like, 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 oh, uh, he like, he's like rubbing his mouth, like, oh, no, this is a lot. And <laughs> Sal- goes over to sit next to him, and she like rubs his back. And Esther's like, hold on to your fucking pants, kids, because it's about to get even wilder. What? Oh, no. There's more. Okay, so ever since Salvador mysteriously started living permanently in Baldur's Gate, Duke Porter has been acting very, very weird. I've done a lot of digging. I've questioned a lot of people. I've done some stuff I'm not proud of to get to the bottom of this. Nyla looks intrigued. (laughs) What do you mean weird? So right around that time... um, the same time that the Duke started acting weird, the same time Salvador started living there permanently, they got a new court vizier, Aldernon Weil. Have you heard of him, Salvador? Salvador's like, yeah, yeah, he's my father's vizier. I know, I know, I know Weil. And he says, yeah, well, I did some digging into him. Okay, so he comes from a village called Rothshire, right? And it was completely destroyed when he was about seven or eight years old by... Okay, so according to the record, like, I had to double check these records because it doesn't seem possible. At the same time, it was hit by a tornado and an earthquake, and also the entire city fell into a sinkhole. What? All at the same time. How is that possible? That seems like a lot. It seems like a lot, right? Yeah. So apparently this is like a whole bunch of disasters striking at the same time. Apparently this is a trademark of the cult of Bashaba. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, boy. So, I did, 
yet further digging, and I confirmed my suspicions that yes, Aldernon does indeed have some troubling links to the cult of Bashaba. And in fact, and he's like, again, I had to do some stuff I'm not proud of to get this information, so this keep this on the DL. We will not tell Ember, Lord Ember, it's fine. <laughs> he looked like a wreck anyway. When Hundreds of miles away, Ember looks up and says, something's going on. <laughs> you think I, I, didn't, like, I didn't do any sexual... Th- Who do you think I am? I don't, <laughs> no, we don't know I you. I didn't trade information for sexual favors. Listen, that's not important. Not only does he have ties to the cult of Bashaba, he's in fact second in command to a doom master. Oh, Fuck. Oh, oh God! My is he God. the Exarch? No, he. It sounds like he's her right hand man. But again, stuff I'm not proud of. Talking to people I probably shouldn't have talked to to get information. The Doommaster, her name, the one that he reports to directly, her name is Drelana Nightlock. Now, Drelana Nightlock. Such a good name. <laughs> this bitch. Let me tell you a little, a little bit of something about this bitch. Nightlock. Not only was she linked to the sudden non-existence of Rothshire. Uh, she was also linked to an abrupt disappearance of a diviner from this city. Uh, he goes to this this beautiful, very out-of-place armoire uh, in the corner of the room, and he pulls it open and scratched, like, almost carved into the inner door of this armoire. Uh, like, in desperation is the word nightlock. And he says, I got this armoire at an estate sale of a recently disappeared diviner who used to live in Waterdeep. Huh. Um, we found a dead seer. Human male? We found that prophecy. Yeah. Yep, that, that might be this guy. Shit. Oh, dear. From what I've been able to discern, which is not a lot because, you know, this is a cult and they keep everything pretty close to the vest. Uh, From what I've been able to discern abruptly, about a year and a half ago, they had a very pressing question that only someone who could see the future could answer. So they, being a cult, they just found one and abducted him. And I guess Mm. apparently he's dead now, um, according to y'all. And now uh, we are left with a couple... Like a couple of pressing questions left. Okay, so at the center of all of this, he closes the armoire again. And he leans against it. At the center of all of this, all of these people that I've mentioned so far, the Drelana Nightlock, um, Eldernon Weil, and even to a lesser extent, Duke Porter, they've all been linked to the same name ever since this whole mess began when Salvador first started living at Baldur's Gate. They've all been linked to the same name, which brings us to why I am here in Waterdeep, apart from getting this very nice armor, which I'm I'm kind of regretting this purchase, honestly. I don't know what I'm going to do with it now, but I have it. <laughs> They've all been linked to the same name. Um, a lady, I think, of Waterdeep, maybe, or Baldur's Gate. Her name is Lady Jacqueline Canisanthus. And she has been linked to all of them. She was... She is on contract... Um, with Aldernon Weil for something. I haven't been able to get a good look at the contract, but according to everyone around the city, she has been working on contract with him. She also has some links uh, to the cult of Bashaba. She's been working with them, although so far as I've been able to tell, she's not in the cult of Bashaba. She's just working with them. And she says, this is all to say 
that this lady, Lady Jacqueline Canisanthus, she's going to be at the Starlight Jamboree, which is a dance that happens semi-annually. It's a big fundraiser thing. It's very high society and posh and boring. Uh, but she's going to be there. And I think, especially now that you guys are here, I think now might be a good time to interrogate her and get to the bottom of this. So you're saying we have to dress up and go to a dance? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Ariadne just gets like really super excited. Like, oh. Now, see, here's the thing. The Starlight Jamboree, it's very exclusive. You have to be somebody or know somebody. Now, I, I'm married to a lord, so I can get in with a plus one. Salvador, you're the son of a duke, so you can get in with a plus one. But there's five of us, and that leaves the odd man out. So the question is, does anyone have any idea? Maybe we can sneak someone in, or does anyone have any connections or anything? <laughs> so Wade looks at Nyla. Yeah, Ariadne's <laughs> telling look at Nyla, like, I don't Nyla know, do we know anybody, up. Nyla? Like, very dramatically, and she casts Disguise Self and turns into the Lady Yolanda Merriweather Valencia Spouses. <laughs> Just directly in front of everyone's eyes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, gives dear, a start. I think we can possibly find a way in. She's like, he's like, wow, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a good likeness. Okay, I guess that answers my question um, of how, how we're going to get in. He says, I mean, you two, you need some fancy clothes. Salvador, do you have fancy clothes? So I was like, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I've got some set. Uh, canonically, he's got a set of fine clothes. Nyla's <laughs> eyes light up, light up and she goes, oh, we can we can get some fancy clothes. We can get some fancy clothes for everybody. You are traveling, also, with, a, you are traveling with a very powerful cleric of Lathander, Miss Nyla, <laughs> Escher says pointedly. <laughs> and he says, so I hope you are planning on legally purchasing the clothes. He says, "So yes, you're gonna need some. You're gonna need some nice clothes. Um, the 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 party doesn't start until sundown, so we've got some time. But you know, let's try to be quick like bunnies, okay? Because I've." Nyla looks around at all of you. She goes, "If you'll excuse me, I'll be back to. I have to go purchase legally. I have to legally purchase." Asher says, "Oh, that's such a coincidence. Clothes. You know, I actually have to go out too and get some uh, get a new corsage. So how about we go together?" <laughs> He's I, looking I at you very idea. deliberately. <laughs> And you know shots. what? I and you know what? I think actually that your friend here, Ariazis, needs uh, a nice dress too. So how about all three? How about everyone just goes together? That's a good idea. Yay! I don't. I don't think that's a great Someone idea. Someone's like just... shopping, shopping, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Qatar. It is. Um, not a particularly long journey uh, between your village and uh, the Star Mounts, uh, the Anarin Glade, more specifically. Uh, is there anything that Qatar would think to warn um, his archdruid and his party of before they come within range of it? Like, like not even like like physical dangers, just like emotionally. Would he? Oh yeah, I mean, like he would definitely be like, I've already seen it, so I am prepared, but. I cannot stress the the sight of the ash and the fire. It's it may be too much for some. Uh, the archdruid is sort of stonily silent. She doesn't say anything. Uh, but the other members of the council are all sort of muttering to each other. It's been um, and it's only been a couple of days, so it hasn't been a long journey, but it has been very tense. Like everyone has been sort of bracing themselves for this. But of yeah. course, there's nothing that can prepare you um, for actually seeing it. Uh, even Qatar, um, 
who thought he might be somewhat inured after seeing it once before. Uh, seeing it again, it, it's not any easier. It's still, mm. you know, there's so many, like, these trees are legend, and now they're just ash. They're, they're stumps and ash. Uh, and it's horrifying to see, and the 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 mood changes significantly as soon as you come up into the uh what used to be the gates of the anorin glade they they are the party is looking around sort of nauseated at this tableau in front of them and as the counselors spread out and they start performing you know last rites on every uh, skeleton that they can find uh the archdruid sort of pulls you aside uh qatar and mm-hmm. she says this is more than just appalling this is deeply worrying she says and not because well not just because this is a very sacred glade that's been burned but this the honorin family existed for a reason this glade is very powerful even as it's burned it needs a protector there are powers in this glade that could easily be taken advantage of if someone doesn't protect this land and she says, are you absolutely sure that there's no one left? He sort of like, not sighs, but like, in I would say like intakes of breath, like, I have an inkling. I'm not 100% sure, which is why I didn't mention it before, but there may be one survivor. What kind of clothes do y'all want to buy for the Starlight Jamboree? <laughs> and yes, I want lush descriptions. If oh my you god, please. that's why I've been looking for pictures. I'm like, yes, I've been waiting so long <laughs> for a fancy ball episode. This is that episode! Yay! <laughs> I mean, y'all are crazy if you think that Selwyn isn't just going to rock her dress. Like, that's I true. already look fucking amazing in this. <laughs> and I think, like, uh, Salvador, he's... Like he could buy new clothes, but he's he's sort of averse to like um, decadence. Uh, <laughs> so I think he's probably just going to use his his set of fine clothes. Uh, but he will get changed into it, which is a very nice. It's a it's a double breasted scarlet waistcoat, a, mm-hmm. a poet shirt, um, black silk trousers, glossy patent leather dress shoes, and a very long uh, hooded uh, floor length cloak. He looks quite dapper. Oh, how nice. <laughs> You're, you're you're the only one with really without any fine clothes, probably Ariazis. So yeah. I think he's like directing all of his "I want to go shopping" uh, energy onto you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what kind of thing are you thinking? Red. She's red. already like describing. She's like, okay, obviously it has to be red. You can kind of tell that's my thing. So red. <laughs> and uh, red, red. like yeah. I imagine they're already in the tailor's shop, and the tailor's right. like, mm-hmm, red. Yes, okay, go yeah, on. Red. What else would you like? And then, uh, like, flowers, you know, druid, it's in, from the high force, very important, something floral. Mm, floral, is muttering to himself. And uh, these, like, absolutely ridiculous, very tall sleeves, that's also very important. He's like, mm, tall sleeves, got it all. I think we have a couple pieces in the back, and he goes to take your measurements and everything. <laughs> um, what are you, uh, you, Escher has been very keen on not leaving you alone, Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> Nyla's constantly trying to, like, sneak her. And every time Escher's just mysteriously manifests by your side <laughs> saying like, oh, I'm thinking of getting one of these for myself, or should I bring this back for Ember or something, you know, like just to make, just so you know that he's still there. 
You're thinking of getting Ember a bustier? <laughs> it's like, all right, fine, you caught me. I'm actually not here for Ember. I'm here to make sure that you don't fucking steal anything. Listen, I want to impress upon you. <laughs> I am a cleric of Lathander. And that is so excellent for you. I agree. You should talk to Sal about that. You, he's, he also is very interested in religion and not uh, doing immoral I am things. not the thing you're trying to sell me. I am not buying. What, what thing? <laughs> he just stares at you. Just glowers. <laughs> I did not know that Escher was so moral. Escher doesn't seem all that moral. He... I mean, I suppose <laughs> Lathander is against healing. Yeah. Uh... I mean, if, if back when he was, this isn't like a spoiler, like a retroactive spoiler alert. Escher was a vampire. Yeah, uh, and there's a, it's a very long story, but he ended up being resurrected directly by Lathander, and his alignment went from neutral evil to neutral good. Like, don't get me wrong, he's like morally gray when it comes to like getting information. He like he's very much greater good. Uh, but mm. yeah, he's he's stealing is. Um, Especially when you can afford it, because you're fucking stacked, Nyla. <laughs> That's uh, true, Nyla. But if you don't, you, do have, if you don't have to spend your money. Why would you? Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, How about because if you if you don't spend your money, I'm going to make sure you get caught. How about that? <laughs> Unpleasant. Not fair. <laughs> I have all of these still sleight of hand things, and no one ever lets me use them. Mm. Nyla's looking at fancy jewelry. Asher is just hovering nearby. She's definitely not gonna, like, she doesn't need a new outfit. She already has an outfit, but I think she wants, like, a new, like, ostrich feather to put in her hat. (laughs) Uh, so I think how it's going to work is Asher, like, like, you, they need an official plus one, and I think Seldor will probably have Ariazes as his plus one. Mm -hmm. Um. He's wearing scarlet, we better, we match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, people could say it's coordinated. Right. Uh, and I guess um, Escher will have Selwyn as his official plus one. Woohoo! Do you have a clearer idea of what dress you want, Ariazis? Oh, I do. Here you go. Here it is. <laughs> Boom! Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Filipinos, like, they go hard with the sleeves. Like, she was not kidding. Like, they need to be tall sleeves! I want my sleeves taller than me! Exactly. <laughs> Half the dress must be sleeve. It's a silk gown with a square cut neckline with very okay. tall, elaborately gold embroidered sleeves. Okay, there we go. Silk cut, yes, yeah. And then the elaborate sleeves that are very tall. Like, the sleeves, the shoulders almost touch the face. And then, yeah, there are some panels, embroidered panels that fall down. Very excellent. Uh, Salvador's like, <laughs> you look so good, Ariazis! This is the nicest thing I've ever put on my body. Hey, we match! I love it. Anyone else want to comment? Anyone? <laughs> so it's so just kind of... Can't take her eyes off of Ariazis. How do I look, everybody? You look so good! You look very nice. And she's like, you look fabulous! I love that color on you. Thank you, it's my favorite. It matches look- my eyes. Yeah, I was gonna say, it plays off the eyes, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, you all are prepared for this Starlight Jamboree, and you have to get all fancied up. Um, Escher, who probably also, he probably did not think to, well, I guess, no, he probably would think to bring a set of formal clothes because he knew he would be going to the Starlight Jamboree. So he's probably done up nicely. Um, like, he's not, like, he's not his husband. He's not going to wear a giant symbol of Lathander <laughs> directly in the right. center of his chest. Uh, as a fashion statement. He's not <laughs> wearing it on his ass. butt. No, he's <laughs> not wearing... He doesn't have a Lathander booty shorts. Um, but he probably goes with the white and gold motif. Um, mm. 
you know, white with gold embroidery, something nice. Uh, he looks very nice, but you all look very nice. Uh, and by the time sundown rolls around, uh, Escher... Natalie does not look nice. Natalie looks ridiculous. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. Ridiculous. As long as you look noble. You don't have to right, look yes. good. You have to look noble. <laughs> Before we get into anything that like involves actually going, I'd like to say that I'd like to buy another um, spell focus, something small and discreet, because I can't carry around a fucking skull. That's true, you can't. At a ball. That is true. Um, yeah, okay, did you have something in mind? Um, I I'll, was let thinking... you, I'll let you take some creative liberties, like it doesn't have to be a classical thing that is obviously a spell focus. Oh yeah, no, I was thinking like a, um, a gem in a pendant, um... You know, very long chain, because very low-cut dress. That's true. <laughs> it is a very low-cut dress, that's true. Uh, and as you are all going out to the uh, uh, to the, the carriage that's waiting, uh, Salvador's like, by the way, nice dress. Thank you. <laughs> Where'd you get it? He opens the door for you, because, you know, he's a gentleman. He's polite. Um, funny story. Uh, funny, funny, funny story. Um, I'm now, I, I, I have a pact with the Raven Queen. Oh, like a warlock? He climbs in after you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. She slept with her. Salvador interjects unhelpfully. <laughs> slept. Slept. Not sex. Slept. <laughs> the term you're looking for is consort, Salvador. Oh, okay. He does not know what consort means. He's the goodest boy. You can't expect <laughs> him to know these dirty things. <laughs> He says, well, consort, huh? Interesting. You know, you know, there are always like legends about mortals that sleep with gods, and it doesn't usually end well for the mortals. Yeah. Yeah, I've given to understand this isn't my first uh, resurrection. Oh, uh, yeah, that thing with elves, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a big girl. You can make your own choices. Just, you know, I advise caution. Fun story. I ended up sort of being Lathander's dad for a while. What? You what? That's that's not important, actually. It seems like kind of a long story. You can't just do that. Uh, So you all pile into this carriage. It's a very fancy carriage uh, drawn by fancy horses. Uh, And it is uh, because you're not in any tearing hurry. It's a sort of a a stately, um, slow ride through uh, Waterdeep to the upper end of the city. And Escher kind of just tells you the story of, oh, yeah, there was this one time where Asmodeus sort of ate Lathander's soul and then got it trapped in his sword. And then we broke the the spell that was holding his soul in the sword and he was resurrected as a baby. Like, it's a very, like, he's telling it so nonchalantly. But this story, <laughs> this story is absolutely extraordinary. You've never heard anything like this before. <laughs> yeah, Ariaz is just like, her mouth is hanging open like, what the... <laughs> But he's a great kid. Uh-huh. I mean, I would hope so. He's a god. Yeah, kind of a supernaturally good kid. It was very strange. He never really cried or anything. He, he didn't even really eat unless we directly fed him. He never really got hungry. It was very strange. Huh. But anyway, that's the story of how I was my god's dad for a while. That was like muttering yourself. yourself in the background. She's like, well, that's why such a fucking goody two-shoes, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so shortly before you arrive at wherever it is you're going, Escher hasn't really told you. Um, before you arrive, Escher says, there is one thing we haven't really talked about yet. I've been kind of waiting yeah. for you guys to bring it up. What is this? Yeah. yeah. Memories? Well, Salvador kind I'm, of shrinks. I've been trying to let Sal take the lead on that. 
since it's his. Estelle says, yeah, I know. I mean, I know it's important and everything, but it's just, it's a lot, you know? And I'm really scared of what I'm going to learn. Because, you know, what if it's really, really bad and I, and I regret learning it and it would, I would have been happier if I hadn't learned anything? He kind of briefly glances at Ariazes. Sounds like you might need to, though. I mean, running away from things isn't a solution, and uh, I don't know. There's, As there's... you people always keep telling me, it's better to tell the truth, right? Isn't that what you people are always saying? I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> and now you have all of us here for you. He says, yeah, I suppose that's true. And she says, well, in any case, it's probably not a good idea to do it right at this moment. Uh, not only no, do I mm-hmm. not have Dispel Magic prepared, uh, but, you know, also we're in the in the middle of a cart on our way to a ball uh, where it's probably a... We're probably going to... We're questioning someone with ties to some pretty dangerous places, so um, maybe yeah. after? Would that be a good time, Salvador? And Salvador, uh, he's he kind of stares sullenly out the window and he says, Yeah, I suppose. Tonight, maybe. Uh, and then you arrive. The carriage uh, pulls up the horses... Uh, the horses whose clatter on the cobblestone as they as they pull to a stop. Uh, the footman opens the door for you, and you weren't really sure where you are, but you are in the very far north of the city, the upper city. Uh, you are outside this resplendent palace. Uh, it is now fully nightfall, and the, every single window is lit up with golden orange light, uh, and people are filtering in already from all sides, uh, all in very, very fancy dress. <laughs> of course. And most of them look a great deal more ridiculous than you, which is comforting. <laughs> right. It is. He says, so I guess, um, Selwyn, you're with me. Ariasi's here with Salvador. Um, and Nyla, you are very good at sneaking. So, and since you don't have a plus one, I think you might be good to maybe scout the perimeter and see if you can find this Lady Canisanthus. On it. <laughs> He says, unfortunately, I haven't really been able to get a good physical description on her. Uh, So far, the only thing that I've been able to tell about her so far is that she has a pin in the shape of a jackal's head uh, on her. She uses it as a brooch, so somewhere around her chest. So look for that. Uh, But apart from that, I'm afraid I don't have any physical description. Just keep a lookout. Oh, God, this is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down on your calendar. (laughs) <laughs> also she has terrible perception he says don't get me wrong like all of us all of us should be on the lookout but I think Nyla will have the best advantage uh, mm. since she won't have a plus one to worry about if something goes terribly wrong um, someone make a signal and we'll all meet out in the atrium uh, which is where you are passing right now you are starting mm. to understand why you call why it is called the starlight jamboree um, you pass on this uh, marble floor and underneath this um, there's this sort of arched ceiling above you but there has been a glamour cast on it to make it look like an aurora over your head and it's actually very beautiful and the aurora like in this little this this little entryway atrium uh, you're just passing through and everyone is just passing through but you can tell that once the party gets started proper this place should be it looks like it should be reliably empty and the, the aurora that has been spelled into the ceiling, it flows into the main ballroom. And this ballroom is like, it makes you angry. Like the decadence of it makes you angry. And everything here looks so incredibly expensive and everyone is being extremely wasteful with it. Like there are, they have trays of hors d'oeuvres that look so unbelievably fancy 
and people are just, you know, taking a little bite of one and then saying, oh, I don't like it, and then, you know, throwing it in a potted plant or some shit. Like, everyone here is so rich, it makes you angry. Belle at least definitely has her daggers. Um, oh, yeah, there's plenty of room to hide your daggers in your dress somewhere. Ridic- yeah, you're ridiculous. In dress. that dress, yeah. Yes, okay. uh, but do bear in mind, uh, it your AC should be affected by this. Your, yeah. it would be You would be reduced to your base AC, which is 10 plus your dexterity modifier. Yeah. I don't wear armor. Mine's already base. Yeah, same with Salvador. Salvador could be wearing plate, but he just doesn't because he doesn't like it. Ay, 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 ay. There's our, there's a um a, a minstrel band uh, set up in one corner and like before anyone can say anything, uh, Escher's sort of like, so who wants to dance? And then he immediately turns to Salvador. He's like, Salvador, let's dance. Specifically, so specifically <laughs> Salvador. <laughs> Salvador's like, aren't you a married man? He's like, this isn't about us. He grabs <laughs> he grabs Salvador <laughs> by the wrist and drags him off. He says, ladies, have fun. <laughs> What? But, um, who do I match now? Come back. <laughs> Nyla looks at two of the two of you and she goes, well, I got work to do. And she goes. And <laughs> the music strikes up. Arya just like sort of awkwardly looks at Selene like, I they just know how to waltz. I don't. <laughs> Fantasy waltz. Fantasy waltz. I could definitely teach you. Come on. I offer okay. you a hand. So, uh, Selwyn leads her out onto the floor very gracefully. Um, Salvador is definitely not paying attention to Escher. He is definitely paying attention to you two. Of course. God. Naturally. Naturally. Okay. All right. All right, you're going to step back on that foot. And we're just going to try this, okay? Okay. She's, like, positioning her hands so that they're, like, barely touching Selwyn. Like, kind of hovering over. You can, you, you, you get better cues if you hold me a little tighter. It's okay. Sure? Okay. And then she like lets her hands like, you know, rest on you. Like, is that like that? It's, this is good. This is good. I okay. nod. Um, and so Selwyn takes the first step and leads you in. Just a gentle push on your hip to guide you. And um, how do we do on that first step? <laughs> Uh, like, do you want to roll for it, or? <laughs> I don't know, I was asking Ariazi, he's like, do you actually step when I push you back? I would say, yeah, like, dancing is very natural for her, but this type of dancing is completely different than what she's used to. No, that's totally fair. If you want to, you could roll performance, Ariazis. Oh, that'd be so funny. Okay, let's do that. See okay. how well she handles it? How, exactly. She's, like, <laughs> used to dancing by herself, but, like, with actual steps, like, what? Hey! Oh, oh, that's unfortunate. That's uh, Selwyn. I will give you advantage because you were all like you weren't raised in like high society, but you were you were high society adjacent. Uh, so yeah, it's a good thing you have Selwyn Ariazi because <laughs> apparently you have you have two left feet for ballroom dancing. Apparently, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You missed my toes. You're okay. Uh, that's good, at least. Yeah. It is so romantic. As the music gets a little louder, uh, the stars of uh, the aurora overhead shifts into a swirling sort of galaxy pattern, and they start oh. glinting and glimmering, and all the lights slowly lower. Jesus. It, it's all very romantic. <laughs> this place is... Incredible. Extra? <laughs> yeah, incredibly extra, but also incredible. Rich people are so weird. They really are. 
don't know. Yeah, did you see that lady? She like took a sip of something and then spit it back out into the same cup and put it back. Oh, disgusting. I know. <laughs> like, I, oh, take it away. And I'm like, D -d -d okay. I just, I, I don't know. I prefer real stars to this. Definitely. Nothing can compare to the real sky. <laughs> I can always teach you to dance later. Continue lessons. That's true. But right now we kind of need to, like, kind of look like we know how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Think it's Maybe right. slower? Um, I mean, doesn't really fit the rhythm, but I'll see what we can do. Okay, um, I'll try. I'll try to follow you. Show me again. <laughs> okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. Um, Nyla, roll perception. Uh, that's a four, everyone. <laughs> natural Great four. perception. Couldn't have gotten a natural fucking 20. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Why would? Uh, yeah, with a natural four, you do not notice anyone. Um, with Actually, with Can a natural I... four, you probably forgot the thing about the jackal head pin. <laughs> You're just like, people, wait, wait, no, so much to that, steal. That's, that's an int thing, isn't it, though? <laughs> Uh, perception? Perception is whiz, I believe. No, no, no. I'm saying, no. The, like, remembering whether or not the raven or the jackalhead <laughs> thing is, that's that's an int thing. I mean, recalling information would be int, yeah. Yeah. You, I guess you could argue that you would be able to make a uh, investigation check? That I think investigation is based on int. Oh, there you go. Uh, so a 15 investigation check. Um, with a 15, Nyla, uh, you discover... It, it takes you a minute. Like it's a little awkward because you are deliberately staring at people's chests, right? <laughs> <laughs> it takes you a minute, but eventually you do find a woman with a jackal-headed pin. It's made of brass. It's attached uh, to a shoulder. It's keeping up this long, this very dramatic one-shoulder cloak uh, that's pinned over uh, over her right shoulder, uh, and she is talking animatedly um, with a couple with a couple different rich people. She also looks like a rich people. She has, like, unnaturally red hair. But she is a human woman, so far as you can tell. And that's all we know about her. Okay, so she's talking. Can I, um, like, make my way closer unobtrusively? Uh, certainly, if you would like to. Yes, I would like to just sort of stand in the circle and listen in. Like, I just want to try to, to hear what I can, if I can hear what she's saying. And... Uh, okay, yeah, you you get a little bit closer and you catch the tail end of a conversation that she's having. Uh, the last words that you could detect her saying are, Of course I can help you with that, my dear. I can help you with anything you need. Interesting. Um, I, Nyla's not going to do anything directly now. I think she's going to flash up a, like a signal light to try to catch everybody. No, Selwyn's a little too distracted right now. She even, I'm, I, yeah. I mean, I it is intensely romantic, and it's kind of, it's getting more and more difficult to avoid that fact, just how romantic it is. Like, the music is so nice, and there's literal star, well, not actual stars, but something simulating stars right over your head, and it's all very pretty and lit in, like, this sort of ethereal silvery haze all around you, or maybe that's just your mind playing tricks on you, who knows? <laughs> Uh, but Salvador, who has a 15 passive perception, uh, he probably notices. And I think, uh, yeah, because, uh, and actually, uh, Eshers is even better. He has a 16 passive perception. Oh, nice. Uh, because he has that bumped up whiz mod. 
Uh, but he uh, catches your eye across the room, Nyla, and he kind of jerks his head as if to say, atrium, like, let's talk yep. in the atrium. Yeah, Nyla's headed out that way. <laughs> she tries to find uh, Selwyn. Does she, can she find Selwyn and Arias? Is it all in the crowd? Uh, you can, you, you briefly catch a glimpse of them. They seem very caught up in each other. A bit busy, if you will. <laughs> and you can br- briefly see Salvador like, don't you fucking dare, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Nyla, like, rolls her eyes dramatically and walks out. <laughs> it's like, leave them alone. Let my ship sail. <laughs> ah, but yes, okay. you head outside to the atrium, and as predicted, uh, now that everyone has arrived, uh, it is reliably abandoned. Uh, she turns out to Esther and Salvador. She goes, okay, I found her. We're in a jackal's head. Dark red hair. Uh, promising all sorts of probably untoward things to another member of the party. Esther says, yeah, that seems to be a... Seems to be her method. She seems to be on contract with a lot of different people, including some bad folks. She's, uh, he says, all right, um, what's the best way to go about this? He says, I think, I don't know, maybe I, I, I'm reluctant to go up and act like I want to make a deal with her, not only because I, I have a reputation to protect, but also because I have a reputation that would make it difficult to believe that I want to make a deal with her. <laughs> I suppose that's fair. Yeah, we should have talked through a plan about this forehead. Where the hell are Ariazis and Selwyn, by the way? This Leave them alone! <laughs> Selwyn is like, you shut up, you let them dance! I'm just saying this is neither the time nor the place for romance. It is the time! It's the time and the place for romance! Oh my god, y'all sucker me into this end of the world saving people shit, and then you just let people just go around and have have romantic relationships in the middle of a, of a quest. We are on a quest! Nyla, there is no more appropriate time for love than the end of the world. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on here. Escher probably has something to say about that. <laughs> no, Escher agrees. That's what I meant. Like, uh, yeah, how do you think I met Ember? <laughs> Escher says, it's fine. Like, you know, we can, they have a little bit more time. He says, uh, we, need a, we need a plan of attack in any case. He says, like I said, I don't think she'd believe me if I said I wanted to make a deal with her. She says, well, I mean, your persona seems like she might uh, possibly make an untoward deal, Nyla. <laughs> the lady Valencia is a very okay yeah fine <laughs> it's like yeah don't worry I've met Lady Valencia I know all about her come on <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's fine so what kind of dealings does she usually work in I guess I need to know what, what she might ask for she seems to be doing a whole bunch of unsavory things from what I've been able to gather so I don't know maybe Nyla's eyes light, light up. I was gonna say more something like she probably doesn't concern herself with larceny. Probably she'd probably, I think murder might be a better choice. Trying to get murder. someone whacked. Okay, okay, we can get somebody whacked. Um, how about Lord Porter? Uh, I think she's on contract with Lord Porter, so she. Oh, there might okay. be a slight. There might okay. be a, sl- a slight conflict of interest. Well, shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to get my dad killed? Well, I mean, no besides, besides the obvious reasons about him probably having a hand in my... Listen, this, we shouldn't be talking about this right now. Yeah, I mean, that's like, we'll see it. But anyway, okay, uh, okay, so who, who's another who's another lord in, uh... I, I, you know, I would know this, so do I know the name of another lord in, um, let's say Baldur's Gate? Uh, make an int check. Okay. Because I want to use somebody real if we can. <laughs> Jesus, oh, it's a nice. 20. Oh, fucking wasted on this goddamn roll. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you would know plenty of lords in um in Baldur's Gate, of course. 
Um, but you are a little bit worried. It might be a little bit close to home for her. Like, a- according to all of Escher's explications, like, there's a lot going on in Baldur's Gate, and it's all in a very delicate balance. And you're thinking, the only lord that you could think who would definitely would not be a conflict of interest, Nyla, would be Lord Ember Tremaine. That's the only name you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> who might not be involved in all of this. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, you're, you're, a li- you're probably a little worried to mention it because Escher is so scary, uh, but yeah, it's a good idea. So there's definitely, like, she gets a look at her. I think Nyla's actually kind of pissy at, at Escher. Um, <laughs> he, won't, he won't let her steal shit, and she's really, really upset about that. Uh, so she, she, like, looks up and she goes, oh, I think I know who might be a good person. It's okay. It'll be a secret. Don't worry a- about Escher's it. like, I do not like that look in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, I, I, I don't know that many lords, and I do know one who's, uh, who's spectacularly uninvolved in politics. Oh, my God, you're fucking not. <laughs> you're not gonna order a hit on my husband your husband he's like come on even if it did happen he could totally take it right that's not the point i'm just saying it's perfect that way nobody knows i don't offend anybody unnecessarily you know it's it's the perfect ruse it's like oh my god i cannot believe i am agreeing to this okay listen <laughs> but you are agreeing to it right yeah yeah you're agreeing to it uh, listen if you need to pull her aside, there's a, there's like a courtyard. There's like an outdoor courtyard. It's just past the side doors. Did you see them? The big double double doors. Yes. Uh, so uh, try to pull her out there. Um, Salvador and I will will go wait outside. It's like I cannot believe. Okay, it. wait. I need your help real quick. Is there anything that that uh, Ember has done recently that might merit somebody wanting to kill him? <laughs> I mean, not especially. Like you tell me. He's your character. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible that he pissed off they some people. They snubbed someone for the wedding. They snubbed someone at the wedding. There we go. Oh, God, yes. You're absolutely right. <laughs> like, you are not invited. Not... You're right. He didn't invite me to the wedding, and I want him killed. Oh, God, I'm like the evil <laughs> It's all coming full circle. I'm fucking Maleficent. <laughs> I know, right? It's, like, so, <laughs> so over the top. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you didn't invite me, Lady Faustus. <laughs> we're, we're going with that. Uh, going so, with that. Nyla, as you cross the room, you go back into the ballroom and you cross uh, the area uh, to go find Lady Jacqueline Canisanthus again. Uh, the song slowly ends, uh, and everyone around you, Ariazes and Selwyn, uh, applauds politely uh, as the minstrels take a brief bow. Uh, but you guys slow to a stop. That wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Still not perfect, but you did great. You did great. Thank you. Normally, normal people would step back or you know let go of hands, but they just can't for some reason. For some reason. Yeah, Ariazi has like no idea that she's still touching you. She's just like, oh yeah, we stopped. That's cool. This is fine. This is. Yeah, she's like <laughs> smiling at you. Like, I miss the days when it was just the two of us. I do too. This was nice. Yeah, and I finally just kind of come to my senses and just kind of, I don't release you right away, but I do kind of give you space if you want it. So if you lean back, then she's going to carefully, slowly extract herself from you. I, Ariazis, 
Yes? I... Can I... Y you know what I said the other day? It, it, it is still true. Oh, I... oh yes, with the you and the me and the loving, that, that thing. Yeah. Ah, yeah. But the Raven Queen also seems to be very important to you and also loves you. You can love more than one person, you know. And I do. It's never gonna change. But I can't love more than one person. Maybe you can, but for me, it can only be one. One person. Oh. Um, Nyla, go ahead, and before we even talk to her, just get roll deception so we know how this conversation <laughs> is going to go. Uh, but an 18 is a pretty good roll. Uh, so you approach uh, Lady Lady Jacqueline Canisanthus with her jackal-headed pin, uh, right as the group that she had been talking to um, bustles away from her, and she takes a flute of champagne and drinks it. How do you open the conversation? Uh, I think I, I walk up and I go... What, my darling, I absolutely love your dress. Uh, she turns around. Her dress is quite dramatic. Um, <laughs> it, like, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> she turns and she looks down at you and she says, Oh, Lady Valencia, isn't it? Lady Faustus, I believe. Why, yes, absolutely. And you are the Lady Canisanthus. She says, does my reputation... precedes you. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Uh, she extends her hand as if to be kissed by you, which is a, li which is a little assumptive. Like, um, uh, I know, right? <laughs> but she extends her hand anyway. Nyla, like, looks at it and has flashbacks. <laughs> and, <laughs> you're right. And instead does a very deep bow um, and does the little, like, hand-wavy thing people do. <laughs> uh, she kind of chuckles and she says how can I help you my darling well I have heard uh, let us just say rumors about your skills and uh, I have to tell you they are very impressive uh, you know if if I had perhaps wait, you know what is there somewhere we can perhaps talk in private my lady uh, she there's like a little sparkle in her eyes as she realizes, oh, the only reason you'd want to talk in private. And she says, <laughs> yes, I suppose that could be arranged. Why, excellent. I mean, I do know a place that has some fantastic champagne. <laughs> she sweeps away with her feathered hat trailing. <laughs> um, Escher and Salvador, who have been watching this very deliberately, um, uh, kind of eye you as you pass, but they keep their distance because they don't want to interfere until... You know, they have to. Uh, but now that it's sufficiently awkward between Ariazes and Solane, let's have you roll perception again. Okay. okay. Great. Nope. <laughs> Not much better. Nope. You are still caught up in each other. That sentence uh, is still hanging in the air between you. Boy. Like, oh, it just, it feels, it, it feels You're bad, just... man. It feels bad, man. <laughs> Uh, so Escher and um, Salvador kind of keep their distance. They hover by the open doors leading out into this little courtyard, uh, but they don't interfere just yet. You pull Lady Canisanthus out into the courtyard, Nyla, uh, and you can see uh, through the doorway, just barely, like you're, you're keeping it subtle. You're old in 18 deception, so you're keeping it, you're keeping it cool. Uh, but you can see Escher, he's uh, casting some sort of spell. So you get the feeling you should probably stall her for a minute while he's casting it. 
Okay. Um, I stop there and I look at, is the is it really like a balcony kind of thing or where? where oh no, the court, so the courtyard is, uh, it's just as described, it is a long courtyard, it is a very well manicured garden, uh, it is open to the sky, um, not, not as many stars outside as inside, ironically, it's kind of cloudy, uh, but it's, it's nice and cool, there's a good cross breeze going. Okay, um. I think I turn to her and I say, well, I think this is sufficiently uh, removed from prying ears, as you might say. I do love a good discussion that requires to be away from prying ears. It's the best kind. I agree completely. <laughs> uh, uh, so, like I said, I've, I've heard rumors of your prowess. And let's just say I have a certain problem. I was hoping that maybe I could purchase your assistance with. I happen to be a very good problem solver, my lady. Ugh. Oh. Excellent, excellent. You know, I do hate to get into the, the absolutely tawdry details, but here we are. Uh, Nyla, uh, no. as, you are, as you are, you know, bullshitting her, you can see uh, Escher casting something. He's like, he makes a gesture over his eyes. And when he sees, um, whenever, whenever the effect of the spell takes hold, he looks at the woman and he turns and he mutters something to Salvador. And Salvador sits up a little straighter and he darts back into the ballroom, presumably to go get Selwyn and Ariazes with a great deal of alarm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I, because I, Nyla is, like, startled, but, like, I'm hoping she doesn't show it in her eyes. Like, I think she's, because she's, like, pretty good at rolling with the stuff, she's just sort of rolls with it. It's an 18 um, deception. You did really good, so. Yeah. Mm. I think she's, so she tries to, like, position herself so that um, the Lady Kinnismus can't see Asher. Canisanthus! God damn it! Let's go, Jacqueline! I'm just gonna make up names, Lady Jackie. <laughs> she 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 tries to position herself so that she's between Escher and Lady Jackie, so that she can't can't see what's going on. All right, yeah. She says, "No, please do go on." And as uh, you continue to talk, Salvador abruptly grabs um, both Ariazes and Selwyn by the shoulder. And says, "Guys, what? What? She's a fiend. What? what? Lady Kate saying this. She's a fiend. We gotta go. Come on. Oh God." Uh, she, uh, she, <laughs> that called Salvador a she, and it's funny because he's basically a girl. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he pulls you, uh, both, uh, by the wrist, uh, back toward the courtyard. Anyway, Nyla, continue. So, I had a bit of a, an absolutely tawdry affair, and oh, I, I need someone who, well, let's just say, some certain uh, breaches of etiquette cannot be tolerated, and they need to be taken care of. Someone needs to be shown, you know put in their place so that others don't get the same mistaken idea. Oh, let's not pussyfoot around it. You want someone killed. Well, I mean, I don't think I would ever let those words come out of my mouth, but, you know, if, <laughs> if perhaps someone were to end up mysteriously missing or uh, without some limbs, I certainly would not be opposed to it, and uh, and I might be willing to put some money behind my, my, my needs. Perhaps you don't know how things work with me. I don't tend to deal with money, my dear. My prices are usually more specific. Nyla stares at her in horror. <laughs> <laughs> she says, it, it varies from person to person, of course. For some, I request a, a drop of blood. From others, I request a hair. But, Motherfucker. <laughs> but murder, murder is quite a bit, uh, it's going to, the, the price would be quite a bit higher. And right at that moment, Escher sees you when he hears you over. She's like, I was like, she's a fiend. We all need to get out there really quickly and hopefully deal with this quietly. Ariazes is yeah, standing like quiet spells prepared. Yeah. yeah. 
Arias is standing like very, very still, and like she was letting what uh, herself be dragged, but she's not moving anymore. It's like, come on, we need to do something about this. Let's go. <sighs> okay, I cast uh, false life on myself to give myself a little bit of extra HP. Uh, Escher is going. Uh, not Escher. Uh, Escher doesn't have aid prepared actually, so I guess it's going to be Salvador who's going to cast. He's going to cast aid at a um, at a fourth level. Uh, and you all get plus 15 bonus HP for the duration. Ooh, Ooh yay. Does that include me or am I not? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a, you're a part of the party, yes. Okay. And I guess that includes Escher as well, though he definitely does not need it. I know, I was like, <laughs> come on. He has 139 HP. He is Holy shit. absolutely fine. <laughs> all right, uh, so yes, uh, Salvador briefly casts aid. And uh salvador is also going to cast bless he's going to use a spell slot to cast bless so you will have a uh, a d4 that you can add to an attack roll or a saving throw yay awesome. okay so and Escher doesn't need it Escher is fine he has 154 hit points now he's completely fine nyla's still looking at the at the lady jackie and it's like well uh she's still trying to stall because she doesn't really know what else is going on she's a uh, so she she's... goes well what what exactly in this case would the price be Generally, when I have a soul that is asked to be taken, I require a soul in repayment. Okay, just anyone's soul, or <laughs> anyone's at all. Well, I think I think we can I think we can arrange that. She's thrown a little, so she like I think she's starting to like her mask is starting to slip, and so <laughs> uh, it is right at this moment uh, that Escher finally he closes the door to, between the courtyard and the ballroom behind him, so you have some sound cover just in <laughs> case anything happens. Uh, but Escher abruptly um, closes the distance between them and he he puts a hand on Lady Jacqueline's shoulder uh, and he says, you can cut the shit now, Shemeshka. Yes, I do! <laughs> uh, Lady Jacqueline turns around and uh, she like she takes a minute to like appraise the situation uh, and look between all of you and she says, well... Two old friends for the price of one, isn't that lovely? And abruptly, uh, she no longer has this human form. Abruptly, she has the head of a jackal uh, and a long tail uh, snaking out underneath her gown. Uh, and you realize that she is no human woman. She's actually, well, actually, let's see, let's have you all roll Arcana to see if you Arcana. recognize. And actually, Ariazis don't roll. You know what she yeah, is. Yeah, I was like, really? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, with those rolls, she's an Arcanaloth. Uh, that's an Arcanaloth is an extremely powerful demon from the abyss, um, and it's a little worrying that there's just one of these extremely powerful demons just in front of you now. And she says, "Eshelins, it's so good to see you." And Escher, like un, sort of unhappily, says, "Yeah, I don't go by my uh, bachelor name anymore. It's Escher Tremaine." She says, "Oh right, you married that squirrely little what's his face." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how is that going by the way it's like Shemeshka what the hell are you doing here uh, and Shemeshka answers the same thing I always do on the prime material plane dear I wheel and deal and I make money or profit let's put it that way and finally Shemeshka turns to Ariazes. she saunters forward and she says hello Ari what? what? What are you doing here? What? <laughs> Why are you here? Didn't you hear my answer, darling? 
I'm here on what I usually do, usual business. How have you been? You look wonderful in that dress, darling. So interns, like, completely white. <laughs> what you always do. Lie. Hurt people. Oh, goodness. So weepy as ever. Salvador, it takes Salvador a minute. He's, like, the last one to figure it out. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Ariasis, you know this lady? I loved you. Oh! Shemeshka said, mm, that was your first mistake, darling. So I realized. Yes, you should have known the demons aren't capable of love. Though, honestly, I don't understand why you were so against the little situation that we had going on. It was a good situation, darling. All that I required was just a little bit of blood. Good, good for you, not for me. I don't understand why you didn't like it. You got what you wanted out of it, didn't you? Amber's like, okay, okay. We don't have, Asher's like, we don't have time to unpack all of, <laughs> just all of what's going on. She says, uh, Shemeshka, I need to know everything that you've been doing in the Prime Material Plane lately. And Shemeshka finally turns back around. She says, oh, no. Asher says, I don't think you understand, Shemeshka. We're, this isn't me asking nicely as an old friend. This is, I'm going to beat you up if you don't answer me. <laughs> And Shemeshka says, oh, darling, I wasn't scared of you the first time we met, and I'm not scared of you this time. And Asher says, listen, I know it's been a while, but I have a pretty close line to Lathander right now. Like, my husband can literally just summon him if he needs to. He's like, your husband isn't here. And suddenly, from out of her cloak, Shemeshka pulls two slightly transparent, shining green dragon scales. Mm. Fucking hell! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> she crushes them in her palm and suddenly there is an explosion of magic all around her and two young emerald dragons spring into existence in the courtyard. I want everyone to roll initiative! Alright, the initiative order has been set. Uh, for anyone who doesn't understand why they made such a very loud sound uh, when she pulled out the dragon scales, that is a throwback. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the short version of the story is that Escher met... Um, Shemeshka in hell, and that to get information out of her, they traded two of Baku's scales. Uh, and now it's coming back to bite them in the ass. Bite someone else in the ass, actually. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> really, <laughs> previous character in the ass. Scales, yeah. <laughs> so, first up in the order is Selwyn. You have a an Arcanaloth directly in front of you, and slightly behind her, which seems like the bigger threat, are two young emerald dragons. What do? True strike... On who? Shemeshka. On Shemeshka? Yes. Okay. Uh, she is resistant, cold fire lightning, and non-magical attacks. Okay. She is immune to acid and poison. Okay. And she can't be charmed or poisoned. Okay. So then that's that's all I'm going to do, I think. Um, unless, is there somewhere that I can duck to not be, like, in line of strike from a dragon? Um, there's a big fountain in the center of the courtyard. You could make it there on your turn. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. All right, uh, so you go there. Uh, Escher, seeing the dragon summon, is like, oh, God, I don't think I should tell Baku about this. <laughs> uh, it is his turn. He's going to, hmm, what's he going to do? Well, he wants to, like, he doesn't want to kill Shemeshka. Uh, because Shemeshka has information, and even if... He could kill Shemeshka, 
it would probably be a bad idea because she has friends in powerful places. He knows that, mm. uh, and uh, not ever. I guess Ariazes knows that, but no one else does. Mm. So he's going to not hit the Arcanaloth. He's going to cast harm <clears throat> on one of the dragons. It needs to make a con save. Uh, 22. I, that actually might not beat his spell save DC. No, oh, it does, but barely. <laughs> okay, so that so that dragon is going to take um, half of 14d6. Oh, shit. Alright, not as much as it could have been. Uh, but still not bad. Yeah. Next up in the order is Shemeshka. Shemeshka uh, disappears. <clears throat> that okay. is her turn. It is now the dragon's turn. Um... The first dragon is going to use its breath attack. Uh, it's going to use a thunderous breath. Uh, and it's going to be targeting mostly... So it's probably just going to be Escher. He has to make a con save, was it? Yeah, con save. That's not good enough. He takes 50 points of damage. But he's, fi- he's fine. He's a good boy. He can handle it. The other dragon. I'm not concerned about him. I'm concerned about me. <laughs> well, it's a good thing because the other dragon is going to claw. Actually, he's going to use staggering his other breath attack on you, Nyla, which is staggering breath. Make a con oh, save. That is not a thing that I have. Good. Oh no. <laughs> yup, that's bad. <laughs> oh, I have no. Mod. No, nine, nine is not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, so you are under the effects of staggering breath. Uh, the dragon bellows with the intent to disorientate all enemies in a 50-foot cube, which is, uh, it's targeting you. You're kind of, you're the only, you're separate from the rest of the pack, uh, mm-hmm. so you're the only one affected. Uh, each creature in that area must succeed a DC 15 con saving throw. On a failed save, the target is deafened and incapacitated until the end of their next turn. Oh, On a successful fuck. save, they are deafened but not stunned. Uh, this ability is audible from 300 feet away, so there's a very loud sound. Huh. Uh, and... Yeah, and you are basically useless until your until not your next turn, but the turn after that. Yeah, oh boy, son of a bitch. Uh, Salvador is up next. He is he has a real good spook. Uh, he did a re- he is a, he is very spooked. Uh, so he is going to Escher is fine. He doesn't need healing, so he's going to <laughs> cast guiding bolts. I suppose that's a hit. The Dagron takes twenty points of damage. Alrighty. Next up in the order is Nyla, but you can't really do anything. You are stunned and incapacitated. And seeing seeing that is probably a little worrying for y'all. Uh, Nyla just sort of stands there. Her head is probably ringing. Ariazes, you're up next. Your ex uh-huh. is your ex is gone, and there are two very large dragons. Oh, she's not gone. <laughs> we just can't see her. You anyway. just can't see her. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. So these dragons. Let us do conjure animals what should i conjure what's how big is the space that we're in oh it's a real big courtyard you've got plenty of space okay great so she's going to summon a rhinoceros hell yeah rhino and it can charge it's gonna move at least put that into the order after you and what Okay, so it has two targets: uh, one dragon that is injured and one that is still has not been hit yet. So, which one does it is it going to go for? Um, the one that has not been hit yet. So, um, all right, so it's going to charge, which means 
The rhino moves at least 20 feet straight towards the target and then hits with a gore attack. On the same turn, the target takes extra 9, 4, 2, 8 bludgeoning damage. So, we're going to try to see if it hits first. All right, roll to hit. Uh, yeah, tw- yeah, 25 is a hit. Uh, 25 go ahead. is a hit, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and roll the damage and plus the extra stuff. Okay. So it must succeed can... on a strength throw or be knocked prone. <laughs> Knocking a dragon prone. That would be impressive. Mm-hmm. Let's right, see if okay, it can so do it. 14 plus 9, 23. Oh, no, a 20. It's not going to be knocked prone. Yeah, oh well. But, but it still takes 20... how much damage? 23. 23 damage. Okay. Oh, and she's going to morph herself. As a bonus action to what should I morph myself into? Something bears. And all, that's always going to be my answer. Like, if you ask me what should she morph into or what should she summon, the answer is always going to be bears. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm going with giant elf, but okay. That's disappointingly not a bear, but fine. Go off, I guess. <laughs> so a rhinoceros appears and then an elk appears. And this battlefield got just a little more buck wild. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> We're back into the top of the order. You have advantage on whatever attack roll you make. Actually, only against Shemeshka, and Shemeshka's gone. Yeah, I can't find her, so, yeah. Um, Okay, cool. I'm going to cast Blindness Deafness on one of the dragons. The one that's more injured or the one that's less injured? Less. Less injured. Okay, what, do they have to make a con save? Yes. Does that beat? I think it does, but I'm not sure. Yes. Okay, so nothing doing on this episode. Dragons <laughs> tend to have good con. Yeah. Yeah. I realized uh, we forgot about Sassy again. You, but you couldn't bring Sassy to a party no, anyway. No, I, I know. Totally come on. Sassy. Or I left Sassy in the that. hotel. Like, I just didn't say. And Yeah, and I'm sure they're not getting up to any mischief at all. No, nah. yeah, definitely not. Nah, not a bit. Anything else you want to do on your turn? I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Sanctuary on um, uh, Nyla. Okay. So she's warded against attack. Uh, any creature targeting that creature with an attack or harmful spell must make a wisdom saving throw. Or, And if they fail, they have to choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. And doesn't that go away if she attacks it? Uh, not, I don't remember how Sanctuary works. I re- yes. I remember, yeah, there was some drawback to it. I just don't remember yeah, what it was. Yeah, but she can't, she can't do anything for this next round, at least, I think. No, right? she already suffered. Her round is over. Although the dragons are the dragons up before go, I... The, yeah, the dragons go before, before you. you. So this is still a good thing. The next thing. Yeah, this is still a good thing. So yeah, exactly. Extra protection. We like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, Nyla, you briefly have a shimmering field around you, protecting you from dragon-related things. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> awesome. Uh, it is now Escher's turn. Uh, Escher was not a big fan of the fact that that dragon just beat its con save. So he's going to say, all right, fuck it. And then instead he's going to cast Flame Strike. He needs to make a dex save, and it does not have a dex mod. Seven's not going to do it, so it is going to eat all of that fire damage. Or tech- actually, it's radiant damage. He can only cast radiant damage. This is another thing that we didn't... Because he was resurrected by Lathander, Escher can only use magical radiant damage, no matter what spell he's casting. Oh yeah, so... I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it been hasn't... a while. Yeah, it no. hasn't been relevant in a while, so... <laughs> Uh, so the dragon takes 31 points of just blindingly bright radiant damage. And yeah, you're, y'all are remembering that Escher's kind of scary. Uh-huh. He's, he's a little scary. Uh, it is Shemeshka's turn, uh, but she is going to forfeit her turn. Or so far as you know, she is. Hmm. <laughs> uh, nothing happens. Interesting. Nothing happens when Shemeshka, her turn comes up. Uh, next up in the dragons. The dragon, who, what's the dragon's int mod? 
not great. It's got a plus two, but it's like, it's okay, but it's not great. So it recognizes that some sort of field has propped up around you now. And it's like, hey, what the hell? And it tries to swipe at you. Uh, but then it has to make a whiz save. Right? Yes. Okay. Whiz is plus one. Oh, Jesus. That's oh, a natural 20. Um, all right. So it beat its save. So that means it can attack or? Yeah, because normally what happens is uh, it would... Um... It would have to choose a new target or um, not be able to make the attack. So that's okay. fine. That's a hit. Uh, does that hit you, Nyla? I think it probably wouldn't. I don't 13? know what your. No, 13 doesn't hit. <laughs> okay, so two of those hit. So that's going to be a total of. Can I it... use um, Uncanny Dodge? Uncanny Dodge to have one of those attacks? Yes, you absolutely can. Sweet. Uh, so that's a total of 20 damage. Okay. Salvador's like, Nala, are you okay? I'm, I, I can't talk, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear anything either. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just since they're stunned, it's like, that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> Salvador is up next. He's going to, um, hmm. I wish he had fifth level spells. He doesn't mm. yet. You're probably going to level up after this fight, though. Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, unless you die, which I guess <laughs> is possible. It is possible. Anything is possible. He's going to try to get the dragon that was attacking you, Nyla. He's going to get, try to get its attention. He's going to go up and boop it with inflict wounds. Pick on someone your own size, he says, failing hilariously uh, to hit the dragon. <laughs> so he runs up to it, uh, and he gets its attention, but doesn't manage to do any damage to it. That was Salvador's very productive turn. Nyla, it's your turn. You can do things now. Salvador's next to you. Nyla, like, shakes it off and looks very cranky and is like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, oh, you so, can talk now. Are you okay? Uh, it's I'm fine. Thank you for the hit points that, are, that it helped eventually. <laughs> um, now I'm going to fucking stab this thing. Uh, she So Sal's within five feet, right? Yep, he's right up next to you now. Excellent. She's going to do a sneak attack with bite. <laughs> Alrighty, go ahead and do the thing. Hmm. That was the attack roll. <laughs> uh, bad news, Nyla. No! Uh, you hear the sound of a bell that rings oh, directly inside God. of your head. Uh, and that is actually, you rolled a natural one. Uh, so you do not get a, you do not hit the dragon this turn. The sound inside your head is very distracting. And it just, it, it, it shakes you up a little bit. Uh, next up in the order is Ariazis. Do I, like, miss, or is it just that I, like... You hear a bell directly in your head, and you were about to do a really good hit, uh, but then you stagger slightly, and you're, you miss when that bell sounds in your head. Oh, boy. All right, well, I'm a giant elk, so, well, that's happening. <laughs> yep, Ariazis, you're next up in the order. She's gonna ram. Oh, wait, who's close to dragons? Uh, Salvador, Nyla, and Escher are all close to the dragons. Oh, and your and your rhino is also close to the dragon. Okay, let's do ram ten feet. That's fine. Okay, let's do that. As an elk. As do an elk. Yep. Do you want to go for the one that Nyla and Salvador are near, or the one that's near Escher? Um, the one that's near Nyla and okay. Salvador. So that is a plus six to hit. Uh, an eighteen is a hit, barely. Go ahead and roll damage. It is damage. Do, 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 do. 11 bludgeoning damage. Anything else you can do this turn, or do you want to go to the rhino's turn? Um, yeah, that was the only thing I could do. Rhino's turn now. Rhino. Rhino is going to do what it does best gore. 
Gore, gore, gore. Uh, 13 is not a hit. Uh, all right, that was the Rhino's turn. Selwyn, back up to the top of the order. Um, I hate not being a uh, wizard who can spell shape. This fucking sucks. Um, the dragons are size large, so they are big enough that if you cast something behind them, it would probably only affect them. I mean, it depends on how big the radius of the spell is. Right. 20 foot? Um, it would be kind of perilously close to the windows, but you could give it a shot. Fuck the windows. <laughs> Fuck these rich people windows. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> eat the rich. Cool. Fireball. Alrighty. Dex, save do you my wa- dear. Uh, do you want to do the one that's hurt, the one near Escher or the one near Nyla and Salvador? Escher's the one that's been hurt more. I went for the one near Nyla, so go for the other one. Okay, I'll go for the one by Escher. Alright, the Dex mod is plus nothing. <laughs> uh, but it rolled an 18. And yet... Oh boy, but that's geez. still that's still half damage. Yep. So thirteen. 13. Alrighty. Next up in the order, uh, Escher. Escher. Hmm. So no one's taken a whole lot of damage except for him, but he's fine. He can take it. Uh, but he is going to. He realizes that if he dies, y'all are fucked. Right. <laughs> and also, yeah. I guess he has some level of self-preservation. Probably. I don't know. He's been, hang- yeah. he's been hanging around Ember for a long time, so he doesn't necessarily have that self-preservation instinct anymore. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you guys are important, too. So he's going to cast Regenerate on himself. He gains back 27 points of damage. He's like, man, it's been a while. I am out of practice. <laughs> Next step in the order is Shemeshka, who is also going to not, who's again not going to do anything. Uh, then so we th- don't know that she's there. Yep, you have no idea if she's here. Maybe she just, maybe she just teleported away. It would not be out of character for her. Uh, next up in the order is the Dagrons. The Dagrons. Uh, the Dagron is going to. Well, it, Salvador just made himself a target, so he's going to attack Salvador. That's a hit. That is not a hit. That is a hit, I think. What's Salvador's AC? Uh, his AC is 12, so it's not great. Uh, uh. So he's going to take, oh, 28 points of damage altogether. He's like, ow, that really hurt. All right, next up in the order is the other Dagron. Uh, the other Dagron is going to spread out his attacks. He's going to swipe at Escher. Uh, that's a hit, I believe. So Escher is going to take 12 damage. This is a lot of math. Why do, why do, why do we like this game so much? Yeah, so no, much D&D math. math. <laughs> okay. uh, and with his other attack, he's going to swipe at you, Ariazes. Yeah, 23 <laughs> is going to hit. Uh, so you are going to take 12 damage as well. And he's also going to use his last attack on you as well. Because you're such a big tasty elk right in front of him. Uh, So you're going to take another 16 points of damage on top of that 12. Oh boy. Uh, And that is is the second Daggeron's turn. Uh, Salvador's up next. Salvador just got bit by a dragon. He's not crazy about that. Uh, But he's still doing okay. And he he knows that Nyla is squishy and not wearing her armor besides. Uh, so he's going to, uh, try to boop it again with, uh, inflict wounds. Oh, it's a natural 20! Hey! Oh, yes! Alrighty, so... 
Actually, no. Salvador uh, is about to cast, uh, and then he staggers. Uh, he says, what? Ah! Uh, and he misses with that spell, and he wastes another spell slot. Next up what in the... the fuck? What the hell? Next up in the order is Nyla. I'm trying to find the pattern. Hold on. <laughs> Nyla looks at, at Sal, and she goes, Did you hear a weird bell sound? Yes, what was that? I have no idea. It happened whenever I, whenever I tried to, to attack, too. It's like something throwing me off my game. I... <sighs> she, like... Looks exasperated. She's like, I don't even know what to do at this point. The only thing we can do is hit it, I suppose. I guess so. She, uh, she just goes to do another attack. Uh, 13 is not a hit anyway. <sighs> Motherfucker. But you have advantage because you are next to Sal. Oh, yeah. Uh, 15 is also not a hit. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ariazes so are back up to the top of the order. Giant elk. Um, not doing so hot, but... You know, still has maybe a horn broken. You know, still gonna. And you do still stuff. have your. T- do you, if you want, if you want him to, Sal can heal you on your next turn. Although he he does he tends to not to heal you because he knows you'll just poof into a tiefling again. Right. Yeah. I would say it's fine as an elk. Don't worry about it. All right. So I'm going to ram again. That's a hit. Roll damage, Wait. or just tell me the damage. Yeah, eleven damage. And that was the one... Are you attacking the one who's more hurt in front of Escher or less hurt in front of Nyla in and Sal? Escher. Escher. Okay. Rhino is up. <laughs> nope. That's not That's not a hit, unfortunately. Rhino is like... Rah! I don't know. Angry rhino noises. <laughs> Angry rhino noises. Uh, Selwyn, we are back up to the top of the order with you. Yeah, I've just seen two attacks that should have done massive damage or at least you know actually hit and i'm starting to get a little panicky so i am definitely gonna attempt to uh reach out to the raven queen for some aid all right roll 1d20 a 12 that is um shatterkai that's a shatterkai um shiraka appears before you but you do not recognize him at first uh because (laughs) you are no longer in the shadow fell uh, which means he no longer appears aged and wizened. He still has that sort of deathly grayish pallor um, mm. on his face, uh, but he looks youthful now. His hair is stark white and held back in a ponytail. And he says, having a day, are we? <laughs> he sees like <laughs> these two giant dragons in front of him. What was the clue? <laughs> uh, he says, all right. Uh, and he is up in the order. I need Thank to, you. I need to, I'll put him in the order after you. He's got some cool spells. Uh, he is going to cast Witch Bolt at a fifth level. Oh. Uh, he's going Jealous. to. <laughs> uh, he's going to target um, the one that's hit, that's hurting more. Yep, that's a dirty 20. So that's 5d12 damage. Woof! He kills the the, the, the weaker dragon uh, oh with a giant bolt of lightning. Nice! <laughs> Shiraka says, you just have no luck. Um, nope. Nope. Uh, Escher's, it's Escher's turn. He's like, how many handsome friends do you just have? Like, you just collect attractive people and just like like having them around you at all times? Yes. Escher's like like, I'll I'll keep that in mind Uh, (laughs) Escher the dragon that was in front of him dies alright I guess he's just gonna use flame strike on the other one 
It needs to make a deck save. 14 is not good enough, so it is going to take um, 8d6 damage. Woof. Yo. Asher's kind of a badass. Oh, damn. Alrighty. Hot. He is, in addition to being a badass, he is also hot, yes. Um, Shemeshka's turn. Nothing happens. Uh, the first dragon is dead. The second dragon is going to use his breath attack weapon. Uh, and he is going to be hitting both Escher, Shiraka, and Ariazes, and the Rhino, I guess, technically. So I need all of you to make constitution saving throws. It's going to be Escher and uh, the Rhino who are going to take full damage from this. So they are going to take 55 thunder damage. I assume Rhino's that kills out. Yeah, the Rhino's out. Uh, Escher's fine. Uh, well, he's not fine. He's taking quite a lot of damage. Uh, the others are going to take half of that. So that's, uh, 20, 23, 26, 27, 27. Yes. Yeah, so 27. So that would be, so Ariazes, you take 27 points of damage and so does Shiraka. Okay. So that knocks me back into tiefling. Okay. Minus 10. Whoa. All right. Uh, it is Salvador's turn. Does anyone need healing? Asher's like, well, I wouldn't say no. He's at like 64 <laughs> hit points. Uh, so Salvador is going to use Cure Wounds at the highest level that he can. Uh, Escher regains 34 hit points. Because, wow, he just took two breath attacks. That's a lot. All right, that's Salvador's turn. Nyla, you are back up. The, the dragon that was in front of you is dead. There's one more dragon, however. She, like, looks at it uh, very, like, with trepidation and is like, I guess we'll try this again. <laughs> she pulls out, her, pulls out her dagger and is going to try to throw it at it. Alrighty, go ahead. You have advantage because everyone's in, everyone, everyone's proximate. Yeah, everyone's there. Oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> the curse is back, y'all. God's oh, above. <laughs> Uh, alright, next up in the order is Ariazes. Okie dokie. Don't rogues get multi-attack at some point? I don't know, but not yet. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they do. At some point I get that ability where I get to, like, automatically have things be a 10. I can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Alright, I'm going to cast, uh, Flaming Sphere at level... level 3, probably. Well, it failed its saving throw, so... Okay. Wow. That's, wow. That's, that's just unlucky is what that is. That's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, next up in the order is the rhino. No, the rhino's dead. No, uh, Selwain, uh, you are up next. Oh, fireball or shatter. Hmm, shatter won't do anything because they're thundery type dragons, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. They did yeah. They did thunder real loud in your face a moment ago. <laughs> that's just, sure that's just logic, so guess I'm just gonna fireball again. Okie dokie. Needs to make a dex save. 12 is not gonna do it, so it's gonna take 8d6 damage. Woohoo! As all this consternation is going on, uh, like, you've drawn some attention, unsurprisingly. Like, two dragons appeared in a courtyard and they started shouting thunder and then there's fireballs going off and a whole bunch of magic being slung around. So, yeah, uh, people are starting to notice. Uh, you can see at the very far end of this very large courtway, uh, a couple doors swing open and some palace guards uh, come oh, running toward shit. you. Uh, Escher uh, looks briefly back at Selwyn. He says, Selwyn, do you know the spell message? Or sending? Well, I don't remember sending. what it's called. Sending. 
sending. I do, but you're not going to like what I say next. I don't have any more spell slots that high. <laughs> you're right. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I just used last of my magic that powerful. I can't do it. All I right. Can't do that. Well, and that, that throws a plan out the window. All right. Never uh-huh. mind then. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> next up in the order is Shiraka. Uh, Shiraka, well, the witch bolt worked pretty well last time, so he's just going to go ahead and do that again. Uh, that does not hit, though. So, nope. That's, Shir- that's Shiraka's turn. Uh, Escher's up next. He says, well, okay. Um, so we are, a, we are probably about to get arrested or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And the plan that I normally have uh, apparently isn't going to fly. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess we're just fucked. Um, he's going to use his eighth. He's going to use an eighth level spell slot. Oh boy, uh, Jesus! Uh, nope, that's not a good enough save. So he it is going to take, uh, and that kills it. Uh, uh, shortly before uh, the guards can reach you, a pillar of divine fire roars down from the sky and burns the emerald dragon up where he lay. Uh, and the guards are rushing toward you, and they are saying, HALT! And, um, let's leave it there for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey friends, it's your favorite DM, Tessa Crowley. Can't wait for the next episode? Good news, you can join our Discord server to download episodes and pre-release, weeks before anyone else, at bit.ly slash cfcdiscord. If you want more information on the show, character sheets, and social media links, head to our website, critfail.club or critfailclub.com. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash cfcchannel, and wherever you get your podcasts. I just like didn't. I haven't had my like the last time I had my like hands out of commission like this. It was third grade because I broke both my arms. So this is like how did you break both your arms at once? Okay, okay, it wasn't at once. It was one after another. So (laughs) that's not better. That's actually I know. I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? (laughs) It was it was two weeks after each other. So I was on the playground and I ran into this kid and he fell on my wrist and he broke my wrist. And then I was riding a horse with a broken wrist and I fell off the horse and I broke my other arm. Oh my god. I'm going to ask you a question, Amber, and it, I want you to know that God will be watching it when you answer. Oh, no. Were you a oh, problem no. child? No, I was actually a great child. I was a very good child. Just, you know, have to be doing everything That sounds like something once. a problem child would say. Age- no, know, no, right? here's, here's actually what happened. I was actually, this was my parents' fault. The doctors told my parents not to let me ride horses, so my dad was like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the narrator, so- it was not fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> So when I went back in with a second broken arm, they actually pulled me aside and they were like, are your parents beating you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the most traumatic part of breaking my arms was not breaking them. It was this doctor asking them if my parents were beating me up. I I have a little sister. She's the bad one. I'm the very, I'm the eldest, very good child. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Speaking as the middle child, the oldest and I would always conspire against the youngest one. Like, woohoo. We have, so I have two stepsisters and we definitely did that to the very youngest, the baby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's... I actually have my famous story is that I 
<laughs> so I was the ringleader. So the of worst course, thing I've of the course. worst thing I've ever done, and I I, I say this honest to God, like it's it's a psychopathic thing. Um, <laughs> I convinced my little sister to walk on thin ice because <gasps> she was the lightest, and so oh, she, no! she wouldn't fall in. <laughs> so I convinced her, and she did it. Oh, like she you just told me you weren't the problem child. You fucking know, like, liar! What did she had? What did she had? You almost killed her. Oh god, she was like for context too. She was like four. Oh god, oh, god. Like, that's such a she, gullible age too. She totally could have died. It was you could have killed her. Hey Val, you just missed <laughs> a just great story about... about the time Amber almost killed her sister. Right? It's like I probably kind of heard it. Is the, is it the one in the ocean? Uh, no, no, that was. Oh no! Like, when you almost killed her sister story? <laughs> oh my god! How many sisters? I actually. <laughs> I almost actually killed. have three stories about almost killing my sister. Oh my god. So when you said you weren't the problem child, that was a fucking lie. Right. I wasn't the problem child. I was just a psychopath. They were all accidents. Or oh my god. Mostly accidents. I am cutting this whole thing out and I'm putting it at the end so everyone can know your treachery. Oh god. Oh boy. <laughs>